With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what is up? It is Jeff Harbin, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, here with you as always for another episode of The Standard. Is the standard. Not quite sure what the standard is anymore when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers yet. Here we are. It's the name of the show. With me as always is my co-host Lance Williams. Lance, is the standard now just 100% drama? It's not winning Super Bowls. There's a all right so let's get the show off right um here we are talking about the pittsburgh steelers and we're going to start off the show doing nothing but talking about news so we always want to talk about is news first and lance did not hear anything and i'll give you a quick summation that art rooney the second met with uh local media reporters today he also did the Steelers live show for Steelers.com, in which case he basically just regurgitated everything that he told those seven local beat writers that he met with. I think the re- the reporters were guys like Mark Cavalli, Dale Lally, um, Will Graves with the Associated Press, Chris Adamski, Joe Rudder, all the typical guys that you should be following on Twitter that are beat writers that are in the locker room. They were the ones that got to sit down and talk with him. Now, Art Rooney answered a lot of questions. He left some open-ended. Uh, an open-ended answer for one was, uh, what are you going to do about Mike Tomlin's contract, which is set to expire in a few years? Now, this is typically when they renegotiate, and he said that we'll get to it when we get to it. There was really no definitive uh, response to that, so that was interesting. He also said that the Steelers are not going to be getting rid of any more coaches this year. Basically, if you wanted 
Smith, Danny Smith gone. If you wanted Keith Butler gone, tough because it's not happening. The only thing they're going to do is add some coaches, which they did already. Uh, news was that, you know, they lost Mike Munchak. They promoted Sean Serrett, his assistant, to the offensive line job. So that was news. He talked about Antonio Brown. He said they have still not have heard from him yet. He said that they have not received any formal trade requests either. Um, things of that nature. He talked about potentially having someone on staff help Mike Tomlin with challenges and things like that. He did not. He specifically said he does not buy into the reports and the news that's going around stating that the Steelers are a circus and that they're completely disjointed. He said he thinks that's pure nonsense and nothing but media speculation. So he said other stuff. Those are kind of the bullet points, Lance. Uh, hearing that, is there anything that you glean from that that you think, wow, I can't believe that was said, or is this just pretty much status quo for you? Uh, I think not being more specific about the contract negotiation uh, or, excuse me, the extension of Mike Tomlin, I think is surprising. But, uh, you know, it sounds as if they'll get to it when they get to it, like he stated. So, um, you know, maybe he's on, maybe he's on the hot seat. Or maybe the seat is lukewarm, you know, whatever it is, because talking about an extension and getting an extension are two different, you know, two different things entirely. So that that was an interesting nugget. I mean, he's closer to it than everybody, presumably. So if he doesn't think it's a circus, that's what it is. And, and yeah. his word is the final say. So not too surprising. I think I think fans are glad that at least he's going to bring in a challenge coach. And I think that should illustrate one particular thing that they are interested in getting better. And uh, you know, Tomlin has been ripped and deservedly so for his inability to challenge and make positive challenge, mm -hmm. given in fact he's lost ten in a row. So I, I think that's a good sign that the Steelers are serious uh, about improving and bringing in more coaches to help the staff improve. A little disappointed with the fact that the DC is not going. But, you know, they bring in Terrell Austin, they bring in another mind in there. Hopefully that helps. Yeah, I mean, they're going the specialized route like a lot of NFL teams are with their coaching staff. Um, I do know that the 49ers just hired a, what is it, like a, a, a pass defense specialist. So it's basically kind of, I guess, what I would assume Terrell Austin's going to be uh, doing is a secondary coach that's going to basically be like the secondary coordinator. I think he's going to help. <clears throat> Butler, but at least they're not just saying it's going to be the status quo. You know what I mean? Uh, that's big for me. But I was surprised that Joey Porter and James Saxon were not were the only coaches that were basically asked to leave. I do want to ask you, Mike Munchak, he chose to take a lateral position in Denver. He did not get the head coaching job, but he's now the Denver Broncos offensive line coach. When you heard that news, what was your reaction? And do you think there's some underlying stuff going on for why he wanted to leave Pittsburgh? Well, I'm going to take the man at his word. He said that he wanted to go to Denver due to family reasons. And if I don't know if you guys, how many positions you guys, listeners, have interviewed for. But, you know, it's, it's very rare that a guy does not get a job for a team and then gets hired by the team to work under the guy that he got beat out for, which tells me that, what he was saying was probably on the up and up because the new coach doesn't bring in a guy that he was competing for, for the position who might undermine him because the guy wanted that position. 
So if Munchak was willing to go to Denver and work under the guy that he lost out for the head coaching job, it must be more than just the head coaching position. So it, it lends to me that what he was saying is true. I can only take the man for his word. People are vouching for his word that if he said it, he meant it. So I'm going to assume, and I'm going to take him at his word, that he went out there for family reasons. Yeah, and it's been proven he does have grandchildren there. That's been documented. So it's not like he's just making up some random family members that live in Colorado. Um, but at the same time, this is a big loss for the Pittsburgh Steelers, if you're talking about from a football standpoint. And he was, I think, a very calming force for that defense, that offensive line. He had all those top draft picks that weren't really performing all that great until he got there. And so he was kind of that cohesive gel that got everyone together. Now, Sean Sarah's been with the team for a long time, since 2012, I believe. Uh, he's a West Virginia guy, so am I. And um, we'll see if he can keep that going. I think the fact that he's been there, there's some continuity. They know him. Uh, I, I saw a report from Jim Wexel from uh, what used to be Steel City Insider, where that basically whenever they had meetings that Sean Serrett would be coaching half the team, half the offensive line. So he's familiar with these guys. I don't think there should be a huge drop off, but that's still a big loss for the Steelers, no matter how you want to cut it. So that's really the news. I mean, if you want to talk about the fact that Antonio Brown is getting into a little back and forth with Emmanuel Sanders over what Emmanuel Sanders said uh, over the weekend, Lance, I'm sure you heard those comments, correct? I have not. Oh honestly, my gosh, man! What are you doing? I mean, this I is. Have I've, been, I've been a little busy. Oh, I mean, I mean, some of the drama. I mean, hearing guys go back and forth to the press. Some of that stuff gets old. Look, if you're not going to put on gloves for charity and get your squab on or catch a fade, you know, I'm not interested in two megalomaniacs being mad at each other. But going back to the replacement of the offensive line coach. I got it on good authority that that guy is a very solid coach. That, that guy is the type of being first, last out of the building, that there shouldn't be any drop off with that offensive line because the most important thing is the players are still there. The bigger question when it comes to that offensive line is what are they going to do with Ramon Foster's free agency and what are they going to do with the off-injured guy that you hate, Marcus Gilbert. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, I can definitely see them telling Ramon Foster, look, here's here's our offer for you. Go test free agency. See what you can get. And then if you, you know, the offer's on the table, essentially. They've done this before, uh, and there have been players that have come back. I think of, like, William Gay. Um, they did this with him. He ended up coming back to the Steelers. I don't even know if he was offered something more. A lot of times the players want that continuity. They're, they're comfortable with the setting and the players and the coaches, so we'll see. But that's really the news that's going on around the Pittsburgh Steelers. It never seems to end. Um, the TMZ that is the Pittsburgh Steelers will continue to chug along as you have guys like Antonio Brown talking about how he's going to spill his guts and tell his side of the story and yada, yada, yada. Oh, anyway, brother. Oh, brother. I'm telling you, that man, guy. it never ends. It never ends. So I do want to talk about a couple things before we get to our grades, which is what we're going to do for the majority of the beginning of the offseason. We're going to grade position. We'll do like two positions a day. We're going to do running backs and wide receivers today. And um, I do want to get your opinion on my show that I, I do the Steelers burning question. This ran 
on Wednesday, but I recorded it Tuesday night. I wanted to get your take on it. My question was, who do you think is the more hated athlete in Pittsburgh between Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown? And if you're someone that's listening to this saying, number one, people don't hate Antonio Brown, then you're not on social media, first off. Secondly, let's not be short-sighted with this. And just because everyone hates Antonio Brown right now, let's not forget how much they hated Le'Veon Bell when he chose to not play this season. So, Lance, if you had to choose, who do you think is the most hated athlete between Bell and Brown? I think they hate Antonio Brown the most because it's recent. That's one. The other reason why I think they hate Antonio Brown the most is because some of his conflict, I, I think it involves Ben Roethlisberger. And so when you mix and, and you, you rattle the cage when it comes to that sacred cow, then you're really on the bad end. I mean, you I mean, you can Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, you're an absolute idiot if you try to do that. But because he's such a and he's so out in front, and he's so passive-aggressive and, and, and all of that stuff that I think they just despise Antonio Brown because he's just such a me guy. He's going against Ben. He, he's just – he just feels like that. So I'm going to say Antonio Brown is the most hated. And last but not least, when he went full-on huggy bear with the fur on the sidelines, that just sealed it. He went huggy bear. Come on, man. It's Pittsburgh. Meat coats, Rolls Royces. Man, that'll put you in the uh that'll put you in the most hated list quick. Well, you know, the funny thing is, is that you say you've been saying it for years. He's a me guy. And he cares about himself, and that's it. Um, I said Le'Veon Bell was my choice because if people can go back mentally and think about what it was like when he didn't show up for week one and then what it was like when he didn't show up after the bye week when he was reported to come, and what it was like when he made the final decision that he wasn't going to show up at all, that was anger. I mean, there were fans that were they're looking at him saying, you are losing us games. And I think there's a lot of people that still look back on that 2018 season and say, if Bell played, he's probably good enough to win us maybe just one of those games. And if you think about it, go back to week one, James Connors fumble, or I'm sorry, even the, the Browns. Yeah, the Browns tie. Le'Veon Bell does not typically fumble, and if he doesn't fumble in that situation, the Steelers probably win, and then they're in the playoffs. I think a lot of people harbor a lot of anger about him, and the thing is, is that he's been out of the news so long that they're kind of forgetting that, but it's starting to get dug up again as, as Bell's starting to surface. He laid low for a long time. He's starting to surface again. He's been spitting his stupid uh, rap stuff all over the place on Instagram and all that crap. So he's to, that vitriol will return. Trust me. Now, Lance, I do want to give you an opportunity to, uh, you know, you wanted to talk about your show that you are doing called. Yeah, I said it. And that's something that we both have talked about that. You're the perfect person for the job based on the fact that you are very emotional about the Steelers you typically are not on the positive end of the things. So this most, <laughs> re this most recent episode, you talked about why the Steelers should not extend Ben Roethlisberger's contract. And there's a lot of people that were upset about that. And a lot of people that said, I don't agree with that. And then the previous week, 
you said that the Steelers' way is flat out broken. And a lot of people were pissed off about that too. So you've kind of taken on this enemy role. I want to give you a chance to explain yourself. Let's start off with the Roethlisberger thing. What's your reasoning behind that? If you think about it this way, the Steelers have not made the Super Bowl in quite some time, since 2010, if I believe. They've had some of the best offensive talent that the NFL has seen in years. You throw in A.B., you throw in Bell, you throw in Juju, you throw in Vance McDonald, Eli Rogers, you throw in all these guys, Martavius Bryant, you throw in all these guys, and they couldn't get it done. Now you look at the, the Pittsburgh Steelers 2019. You may have no A.B., you're probably going to have no bail. You have no Bryant. You're left with James Washington, Juju, and Ryan Switzer at, as your wide receivers with James Conner and Samuels. You go from, uh, from, the, from the penthouse to the outhouse, so to speak, in terms of talent. Juju is solid. Juju's no number one. Yeah, I said it. Juju is not a number one wide receiver. Stop it. Y'all think Ben Roethlisberger is going to win a championship with that cast of characters if he couldn't do it with the other cast of characters? With that being said, don't do the restructure. Save that money. Let's start moving forward, re rebuilding this team, rebuilding this defense, and starting this from scratch. Because if you bring Ben Roethlisberger back with the, these guys that I just mentioned, it's rinse and repeat, and we'll be watching that team up north in Foxborough finally catch the Pittsburgh Steelers and get six championships. Okay, well, let, let me let me say something here, okay? You talked about losing guys like Bell and Brown, which let's assume is going to happen, but I want you to think back for me to 2005, and that's tough for you, Lance. I know that you your memory's not your strong suit. Think back to that Super Bowl 40 team. Can you name me some of the wide receivers on the team? Go. Uh, Antoine Randall L. Yes. Hines Ward. Yes. Um, what's the guy's name? Cedric Wilson. Uh, Cedric Wilson, yes. Those are the yes. primary three. Nate Washington was also on that. Nate on that Washington. Squad. But now, that defense. No, I know. I, I, I hold, hold on. I'm not talking about the defense. They ran the ball more because no, none of those wide receivers were elite. I love Heinz Ward. We'll say I love him till the day I die. He was not an elite game-changing wide receiver. He was a game-changing blocker, and he had great hands and played his role to a T, and he should be in the Hall of Fame, in my opinion, eventually, but he was not an elite wide receiver, okay? So now let's fast forward to 2009. Can you name me some of those receivers on that team? 2009. Let me go back. Uh, Nate Washington was still. Hines Ward was still. Hines Ward was still there. Yes, you're right. Nate, Nate Washington was still on the team. Mm -hmm. You're correct. Uh, let's see. Who else played wide receiver? Who uh, had the game-winning touchdown catch? Santonio Holmes. Santonio Holmes. They get a little and bit I more And I will dynamic. say Ben Roethlisberger should have been the MVP of that game. I will give I big agree. credit for that. Uh -huh. uh, and 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 you and you had Heath Miller, correct. Those, those, those were your guys. So again, San Antonio Holmes was was more dynamic than the previous wide receivers crew that we talked about. I guess what I'm trying to say is that I think sometimes because they had so much talent in the passing game that 
throwing the ball seems so attractive all the time. In my opinion, this might be a blessing in disguise in terms of the balance that you speak about that or I that I speak about ad nauseum on the show because they'll have to lean on the run more. And that's not going to be a bad thing because let's say if you have Juju and you have James Washington and maybe you get a free agent wide receiver, you find one in the draft or both, and you can piece together some players that can be a deep threat that can still control you know, the middle of the field, which Juju does so well, but you can run the football. I think that can be an, a recipe for success. But like you said, the defense on the other side was so tough and dynamic in its own way that it's it definitely balanced things out in terms of offense and defense. So I see what you're saying. I hope you know that's not going to happen, that they're going to give them an extension. <laughs> of, of, of course they are. Yes. Of course they are. Yes. And, you know, that 2009 defense, that 2000, that, that was the best defense, in my opinion, that they had since the Steel Curtain defenses. Well, that yes. defense, that, that defense was ridiculous. Until the Super Bowl. Go back yes. and watch that Super Bowl again. You know what it looks like? It looks like the 2017-2018 defense. Their, that secondary could stop no one in that game. They basically let Anquan Bolden, Larry Fitzgerald... I mean, if it weren't for James Harrison's ridiculous interception and in return for a touchdown and Ben Roethlisberger's incredible drive, they would have lost that game because Ike Taylor and Troy Polamalu got, got caught guessing and Larry Fitzgerald will never forget catches that down the seam and he's gone. So... That defense was, was great, still, huh? It was still a great. It was still a great defense. They had a bad yeah, half. <laughs> yeah, right. They had a they had a bad half, but that's still a legendary defense. Absolutely. They had a bad half, but but to your point, if they get this defense up to snuff like we think of Steeler defenses, then you can downgrade some of your offensive talent, be more balanced, and win it out. But the way this defense is set up right now. He needs to be what he said, the gunslinger. Hopefully the gunslinger, some of the bullets can hit their targets and not be friendly fire, so to speak, in the form of interceptions. Well, let, let me ask you this, because this weighs into the, the whole topic that you talked about on your show. And if you haven't heard the show, you can always go back and listen to it. It's not on our YouTube channel. I'm still working out some kinks there to get audio on there, but it's on all of our audio podcast platforms. So check it out. But do you think this defense is one or two players? And I'm going to say one or two players away from being legit. I'm talking a Super Bowl caliber defense. That's an interesting question because when we look at the playoffs, the five, the four, the four teams currently in it, I think the best defense, tell me if you disagree, would be New Orleans. And I think the worst defense is probably the Chiefs. Right. Well, of the of the four. Well, I'm definitely going to say that the NFC defenses are a lot better than the AFC because I don't think the Patriots defense is that better either. So, I mean, where it is, you have the four best offenses in the game. Yeah. The last four teams. So, I mean, so. I mean, I don't think this I think this defense is quite a few players away because they have one good corner two, Hilton and, and Hayden. They got two corners. They have nobody in the middle. The linebackers, the inside linebackers are bad. 
Uh, I mean, they, they need some pieces. They need okay, some well, no, pieces. no, no. Well, hold on. Let's let's do this a little bit more analytically. Okay, so you said they have two cornerbacks. In my opinion, you need three good cornerbacks. So you already have two. So that means you're one player away there. Do you feel like there's anyone missing on the defensive front? I think the front is solid. I think the inside linebackers are vulnerable. Okay, but we've I also think- said that Vince Williams is okay if he has a speed guy next to him. Yeah, if you find that guy, you, yeah, okay. you got to get that guy. So All right, you need so a corner. The, okay, so corner, that's corner. one. You probably, Wait. and you probably need two just okay. for depth. So you need two corners, you need an inside linebacker. So that's three guys. So you think they're three players away? Yes, three to yes, three, three to four, and, and another good backup defensive lineman if no longer there. Well, I think that it's uh, this could be the season that they can do that. They have some cap space to work with for once. The draft is coming up. They might be able to get a player if they're going to trade Antonio Brown. They might be able to get a player. And people saying Patrick Peterson, look, look that's just not going to happen. So if, if you're looking to get someone, you're looking for like a young player, uh, a guy that might still be on his rookie contract that is a young and improving player. The Steelers might be able to snag. They get a cheap player so they don't have to mortgage a lot of money towards that player because they're still going to have to pay they have that cap hit for Brown. But still, I think that, you know, I asked this question on my show two weeks ago. Is the Super Bowl window open, closed, closing, shut, whatever? And you commented on that show and said it is slammed shut. And I just I disagree with that. I, I just think that if Roethlisberger's playing, even though he does have his his warts and those are with those turnovers, I still think this this team as a whole, with that offensive line, with that defensive front, can just if they can get a couple pieces. They can get it done. Do you you do you disagree? Am I right? Yeah, I think it's shut. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh! Okay. So yeah, make- I, I think I think it's shut. I mean, I I think a lot would have to go right. I think it's shut. Okay. Uh, All right. So with that said, let's get to our <laughs> grades. Negative negative Nancy has returned. Um, let's get uh, let's get some grades done. It's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm anxious to hear your grades on these positions offensively. And those are the running backs, and we'll include the fullbacks in that, and the wide receivers, and we're going to throw the tight ends in there as well. We're just looking for an overall grade. Um, if you want to kind of break it down in your own way, that's fine. Um, last week we did quarterback and offensive line. And uh, this week, so we're going to change it up. We're going to stay on the offensive side. So what grade would you give the running backs? We're talking James Conner, Jalen Samuels, Steven Ridley. Those were the main ball carriers this year. Um, what are your, what's your overall grade for the running backs? I'm going to give them a solid B. I, I thought that Conner was fantastic until the injury. He had some issues with ball security. But until then, you know, when he was healthy before he got the concussion, or not the concussion, but the high ankle sprain, um, you know, I think he was he was playing A football. He was playing A ball. I mean, his production was fantastic. Made the Pro Bowl. I think Samuel showed that he was a solid backup. Uh, Ridley's ball security means he should no longer be a Pittsburgh Steeler. He should be gone. But I'm going to give them a solid B. Because when Connor went down, I think the offensive run, the running game struggled some particularly in that Oakland Raider game. Uh, I think you, you, you saw that there. 
but I'm going to give them a solid B. I think the Samuels-Connor combo at the running back position will be a good one moving forward. I think they need another veteran, excuse me, veteran running back in the, the Ridley mold, but somebody who can secure the football better. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm going to say a B plus, um, just because I think when you have that initial, Le'Veon Bell's not going to be there. Everyone thought there goes the running game, and those guys stepped up in a huge way. Who would have thought that Jalen Samuels playing against the New England Patriots would put up well over 100 yards? He had a phenomenal game. Like I, I agree with you that the Samuels Connor punt one two punch is going to be really really interesting to see. I think that Jalen Samuels in the future can be a tremendous third down backslash flex option for the Steelers because he has such good hands and runs good routes out of the backfield and as a, as a slot receiver. I agree that they need to bring someone else, but I'm going to give him a B plus. I was very pleased with James Conner and Jalen Samuels this year. And even though Steven Ridley, I think he's probably the reason why I wouldn't give him an A um, just because the fumbles were just awful and just very untimely. So, okay, we're pretty close there. Let's go to the wide receiving crew. We're talking Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, James Washington, Ryan Switzer, and we'll even throw in Eli Rogers, Darius Hayward Bay, if you want to. Didn't really do much. Tight ends, Jesse James, Vance McDonald, Xavier Grimble. What are your thoughts on the receiving core? I'm going to give the receiving core an A, and that's largely based on Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster. Those two guys are the best wide receiving duo in the National Football League. If you you could bring it down to an A- minus because of the lack of production from a third wide receiver, uh, you know, I think Eli Rogers, had he been in the mix – uh, you know, if you want to take it down to an A minus, you could have made it a solid A. I think he came back and played some solid football. So I would give them an A. Fantastic duo. I'm going to go with what you said, an A minus, because as good as Antonio Brown and Juju Smith Schuster were, I was disappointed with James Washington early. Eli Rogers didn't contribute till late. Ryan Switzer, I was pleasantly surprised with. The tight end position, Jesse James, is just another guy. I feel like he's very replaceable. Vance McDonald played well. He stayed healthy. Xavier Grimble, I, I'll never forget the, the play that it will always ring out for me is that fumble against Denver. You know, should have just walked into the end zone, fumbles the ball into the end zone, touchback, changed the dynamic of the game, probably cost in the game. Um, between him and Washington, they get bumped from an A to an A-. minus. Call me a tough grader. That's fine. So there you have it. So we're working through the offensive side of the football. Next week, we'll touch on a few other. Um, but A, in the comment section on YouTube and or BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, let us know what you would grade those positions. Would you grade them the same as we did, which is B plus uh, B for running backs, and then A, A minus for wide receivers? Let us know. We appreciate the comments and the support. Now, before we call it a show, and the short shows in the offseason are going to be a little bit shorter, just so you know. Um, let's talk about the AFC and NFC Championship games. Lance, we didn't get to predict last week because you had some technical difficulties and we got bounced from the show, essentially. What were your thoughts on the divisional round games that are leading up to this conference championship weekend? And then who do you like to win the AFC and NFC Championships to be in the Super Bowl this year? Hey, you're going to kill me, Jeff. I've watched probably. Oh, my gosh. You didn't watch any games. All the games. What? I didn't watch any games. I had a college fair. Sorry, listeners. I have a, a daughter that's going to college, man. We're looking at colleges and going to college fairs. I had college fairs all weekend. So I watched no football. Hey, that's, 
You, hey, Jeff. Football analysis at its finest, folks. I mean, you came here <laughs> looking for football analysis and you get college freaking readiness. I don't know, get it, whatever. <laughs> yeah, but it was funny. I mean, I, I watched a lot of the scores ring up in the Kansas City game as they kept putting on points. Look, I don't like pinball football, <laughs> but I can't front. I want to see the Rams and the Saints. Uh, excuse me, not the Rams and the Saints. The Rams uh, and the Chiefs go at it again. That game was so entertaining. I hate that type of football, but it was so entertaining to watch. I want to see 61-58 in the Super Bowl. I want it to be so ridiculous that the NFL has to do something and give defenses a chance. Actually, I want to see like 77-70 in the Super Bowl. I want it to be just so freaking ridiculous. And I don't want to see Brady in the Super Bowl. I don't want to see Breeze. I don't want to see the old gunslingers. I want to see the new gunslingers. Namely, Jerry Goff, Cal football guy like my, like myself, Cal alum. Uh, I, I just want to see the young guns go light up the scoreboard, man. So I'm going Chiefs, Rams. Let's go. Okay, so you you say you want to see that, but do you honestly yes. think that's? But you honestly think that's going to happen? Yes, I do. I think the Chiefs will beat the Patriots. Too many weapons. If the if the Chiefs don't turn over the ball in New England, they probably would have scored sixty points in Foxborough. I think they light New England up. I okay. think they spread New England out and light them up. Uh, and I think if the Rams run the football anywhere near the way they ran against Dallas, that's where that game breaks down. It breaks down into Saints, I think, number one rush defense against that running game. If they can run the football like that, anywhere close, it's up. I was not impressed with the Saints win against Philadelphia. I'm rocking out with my guy from Cal, Jerry Goff. Let's go. Rams, Chiefs, holla at your boy. 77-70 in the Super Bowl. Let's go. <laughs> now, while I would be okay with that, the, those two teams, I don't think it's going to happen. I do like the Chiefs at home to beat the Patriots, but I think there's something about the Saints. They were vulnerable last week. I don't see it happening two weeks in a row. And the Rams, if there's a defense that's going to stop that run, I think it's New Orleans. And I don't, I don't like what I've seen from Jared Goff, your Cal alum, uh, the last few weeks. He just hasn't been that good. Um, I think they're definitely vulnerable in the secondary. I think Drew Brees is going to have this game. I think it's going to be Patrick Mahomes and Drew Brees in the Super Bowl. So there you have it. Now, folks, a couple of notes here before we call it a show. First and foremost, make sure you check out all of our other content. So if you don't follow us on YouTube, go to YouTube, search BTSC Steelers Radio. And also, if you don't check us out on the uh, audio platforms, make sure you do that as well because you get a lot of content like Lance's show that we referred to uh, earlier. So make sure you go to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, um, all those different venues, and check us out there as well. Programming note. This show, The Standard of the Standard, is going to be moving to Sunday. So if you watch us live on YouTube, Sunday afternoon, evening, evening, more like it on the East Coast, is when we're going to be doing the show, and it'll run on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com on Monday, in which case what will happen is Lance's show, yeah, I said it, will be moving those in my show around a little bit between Tuesday and Wednesday. So I don't want anyone to freak out if you were waiting for Wednesday nights. It's just tough. 
We know Lance's audio has been an issue all season. It's because he's doing this mobile. We want to rectify that by changing the date. Hopefully it works out, at least for the offseason, we'll make it work. So thank you all for your support. Hopefully that doesn't change too much stuff. We thank you for continuing to support us. Make sure you tell a friend. We appreciate it. We'll see you next time on another episode of The Standard is a Standard. My name is Spencer Hall. My name is Jason Kirk. My name is Ryan Nanny. And when we combine, we form the, the Shutdown, Shutdown Fullcast. I keep telling you, we're not Fultron. The Shutdown Fullcast is technically a college football podcast, but it's also a show about lawn care disasters, regional grocery stores we love, Tennessee Batman, homeowners associations, bears and video games. I mean, there's also some actual football discussion, like about coaches having huge contracts or coaches making terrible decisions or coaches saying really stupid things. Or the NCAA saying really stupid things. Yeah, there's lots of stupid things in this big, dumb, beautiful sport. Sometimes we talk about football games. Allegedly. If you want to take college football exactly as seriously as it deserves to be taken, come find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts like this one. The Shutdown Fullcast. It's not Voltron. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.